From Georgetown University, this is Seeking Peace. I'm Milan Verveer. Yemen is a tough place for anyone right now. It ranks last out of 167 countries on the Women's Equality Index that the Georgetown Institute for Women, Peace, and Security publishes every other year. A civil war has been raging there for five years, and more than 100,000 people have died. They die either because of violence, because of air attack. They die because of diseases. They die because of lack of services. This is Wamit Shaka. She's an activist and a writer, but she sees her most important role as a witness, a witness to how a conflict is affecting women. Wamit spends her time documenting the lives and deaths of women in Yemen, how they survive, what they need, what they want their future to be. Both men and women have suffered immensely during the Civil War, but Wamit worries that the impact on women can be overlooked. We care of injured people. We cry even. We we do everything. Uh, But at the end of the day, we still don't have any reward. For the most part, women are supposed to stay silent in Yemen. They are rarely heard or even seen. Women can't leave their houses without their husband's permission. They're not recognized as full people before the courts. And single women aren't allowed to testify unless a man's testimony backs them up. So it's not easy to document the lives of women in Yemen. But Wamit continues to try. I collect voices of women, formulate their priorities, opinions, Uh, rights and aspirations, dreams, in two reports. I defend for their visibility, for their participation, representations, by amplifying their voices. This is my main main mission in life. (laughs) The story you are about to hear from Wamit reaches us thanks to the very brave work of a young female journalist in Yemen named Swad Ahmed. Being a journalist in Yemen is not an easy task. Kidnappings and attacks are common. Many journalists have paid with their lives for reporting out in the open. So I want to thank Swad, who has chosen a career path that really makes a difference in her home country. Here is Wamit's story, as told by Suad. أهلا بالجميع أني زوجة المختطف قصرنا عاد محمد صالح الداد You are hearing women from Aden, a city in the south of Yemen. Aden is the capital, and there are a lot of bombings and terrorist attack. It is dangerous for everyone, but especially for women. This woman says that her husband has been in the prison with no charges. For four years, she has not seen him. She says she wanted to know where her husband lived, but the security officer asked for sexual favors 
She has been insulted and pushed. She says that she is lucky because the other wives and mothers of the prisoners have been beaten and shot. I shared this voice message with Wamid Shakir, an activist here in Yemen, who records these abuses. Wamid, make sure that the government and the rest of the world know what's happening in Yemen, so they can do something about it. Every day we need new research, uh, we have new problems, uh, we have new findings to be assessed, to be measured. Wamid is a researcher. This means that she's interview women, many women, day after day. She keeps track of these women, their life and their problems. She also records disappearances and death. With this, Wamid maintains a database that she uses to write the report. Then, she sends this report to the international bodies like the UN. Basically, I am a researcher, and I'm a chairperson of ITAR Foundation. Uh, we uh, assess what peace and security means to young people, women and men. We may think that there is nothing extraordinary about counting women and their problems. That may be true somewhere else, but here in Yemen, we don't have a state to do it. We have two governments locked in a civil war, Every day, there are bombings and terrorist attacks, and women cannot go alone to the street in the most of the country because of the social norms. Thanks to Wamil, we know what's really happening to women here in Yemen. The current situation is very catastrophic for everybody in Yemen, especially women and children. When I met Wamir, she was in the meeting with women activists who work in Yemen. They do the same type of research. She was encouraging them to keep up their work. As Wamir says, here in Yemen, it's difficult to find women doing research and other academic work. Women are often busy with their traditional rule. They run their homes, they cook, they feed their children. They take care of their parents when they get old. And when they do work outside the home, they tend to go into health care or education. Wamid has built the repetition as one of the few writers in the local newspaper. I write about women's contribution to intellectual life. To be a writer brings you more power, especially in newspapers and media. You have a name as a writer. It builds your image powerfully. And it facilitates your activism. I represent the needs and the interests of women. To bring also gender-sensitive approaches two Arab styles of writing. Wamid advocates for ambitious goal. She wants to build stable Yemen, free of corruption, with a functioning and gender-responsive government. When I ask for her resume, the document she sent is 10 pages long, and it has 
39 reports and policy paper with title like Internet and Women Movement in Yemen. This is from the first days of the Arab Spring in 2011, when young people, men and women, took to the streets in protest. The number of women who came out was surprising to many. Here, they are chanting, we want to build civil state for all men and women. Wamir was also there. I was uh, a protester, uh, like everyone else, like every young man, like every young woman. But my role exactly was to integrate women movement into national movement and to make that women movement taking the lead. So, Wamir was in the streets when the police attacked protesters. In response, she urged Watan, a women's coalition in Yemen, to ask help from an unlikely ally. Uh, when the protest started by young men, by the students of Sana'a University, and they were beaten in the street in front of everybody, I suggested to write a letter to sheikhs of Yemen, all sheikhs of Yemen, calling them to intervene and to protect the traditions of Yemeni people, uh, which protect civilians, protect unarmed people, and protect women especially. And the Sheikh represents one of the most traditional sectors of the Yemeni society, the tribes. And it was a surprise when the tribes agreed to help the protester. And that movement decided to partner with tribes. Normally, uh, women movements or civil movements, they feel tribe uh, or tribal sec- uh, structure as enemy. But in Yemen and during 2011, we found out that they are not enemies and they have good assets that if we use as women, we will be supported and successful. This is what I wrote in one of my uh, reports, uh, that even the protest took advantages of the Yemeni culture. Uh, After the regime fell, a national dialogue conference was formed. Women represented 27% of the total membership. There was a hope in the future. But then, the civil war started. All the advances in women's rights were put on hold. For many in Yemen, life now is much worse than it was before the Arab Spring. More than 100,000 people have been killed, many of them men, leaving women as the only caretakers for their families. And just imagine how women's situation can be under this. Plus, we have the violence, hostile oppressions everywhere. And women who have their young people, their young son, uh, participating in the conflict, in the war, being uh, arrested, being killed, being injured. This is the situation of women. They're carrying only burden, carrying only suffering over their shoulders. Will women be protected better in the future, be compensated, be 
appreciate it, acknowledge. Right now, the future can be hard to imagine, but Wamid knows that if the part in the women are caring is not documented, there will be no record of their sacrifice, no memory of what they suffered. This is why she's interviewing other women and writing reports about them. This is Huda Tahir, another woman, a young activist. She tells me that Wamid is a role model for women in Yemen, a beacon for what they can be and what they can do with their lives. But being a beacon is dangerous in Yemen. Wamid knows she is a target for some radical groups here. I don't go from my house a lot. My kids, they don't go out a lot. I have to take extra precaution to protect them. Of course, we have to, uh, to wash our uh, expression over social media, over newspapers or writing. Even verbal communication, we have to keep low profile, keeping independency, keeping good relations with different parties. Like most of the work women do here in Yemen, Wamidi tries to do hers quietly, but she's louder than most. She certainly does not hide her views. No one, no one in Yemen feels safe. I, I, I told you. It's not security only, which means ending violence. And to have security is to have good police and security forces and programs in Yemen. It is human security. Freedom of speech is not there. All this research that Wamid does is like a record of everything that happens to women here in Yemen and it can be used by the future government and international community to design specific policies. Because as Wamil usually says, more important than research is turning that research into real change. The civil war continues to take a toll in Yemen. And women like Wamit and Suad are working tirelessly to support those in need. This story was produced by Suad Ahmed in collaboration with UN Women. If you like what you heard, please share it far and wide. You can find all of our episodes on your favorite listening app or at Seeking Peace Podcast. In our next episode, we will recast our story about Colombian human rights activist Clemencia Carabali, but this time in Spanish. We've partnered with Colombian media outlet La Linea del Medio to bring you the story in the protagonist's mother tongue. Bueno, yo creo que en medio de las situaciones difíciles que vivimos las comunidades afrodescendientes y particularmente las mujeres en Colombia no podemos perder la esperanza de soñar con la paz yo creo que hay que persistir para que haya justicia y la justicia nos traerá reconciliación That's next time on Seeking Peace The second season of Seeking Peace 
is a production of Georgetown University's Institute for Women, Peace, and Security and Adonde Media in collaboration with UN Women and Our Secure Future. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the interviewees and participants and do not necessarily represent the views of UN Women, the United Nations, or any of its affiliated organizations. I'm your host, Milan Verveer. Thank you for listening. To achieve better security outcomes, women have to be at the center of decision-making, all decision-making. Hi, I'm Sahana Dharmapuri, Director of Our Secure Future. Women make the difference. We believe that when women tell their stories, they change the world. We know that diverse voices lead to more inclusive and better solutions for everyone. That's why Our Secure Future supports this season of Seeking Peace. Help us change the world, one story at a time. Listen to what women say about making a more peaceful and secure future.